it's been so long. Like I can't believe I'm even saying these words again. <laughs> One, two, three. You're listening to Cinema Red Pill. I'm Sharon here with Joel and, and Timothy. Back after a really long time, after a two-month hiatus, <laughs> not planned, <laughs> but it somehow happened due to I have no logical explanation due Except to personal commitment. Perso- it that's wasn't commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Just personal. Man, that's the one for you to use. Personal commitment. Due to due to life. Life happened. Yeah, life happened and. Do you know the actual truth is due to uh, emotional confusion? <laughs> Over what? I was, I was not emotionally about. confused uh, on what life was. <laughs> I needed a break and time to reflect yeah. and see. And now I'm back to normal. Yes. And Joel and Timothy are. Still here. Yes, still here. Didn't hesitate for a moment to come back. <laughs> so, so we're back, and since we've been a lo- away for a really long time, we're going to recap the stuff we've been seeing, have a, a general conversation on the different stuff we've seen through these two months. Since we can't now decide on what is the what trumps the other, and what should we mm. talk about through this time. So yeah. we're just going to talk about the stuff we saw and we liked and are interesting and are worth talking about. Oh, I think I want to start. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to start with the movies. And actually, Ugandan. I finally saw Chemvu. Ah. Okay. Chemvu okay. by Kemiondo Kotino. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, she did a public screening in the theater, in the Akasha Mall Cinema. Yeah. And I was happy to see it. I, I think I'm actually coupling it with Mawe because the last time we left, we mm. hadn't... We were hyping up Mawe, but we hadn't yet seen it. So we finally saw Mawe by Malcolm Pijama. Yay! Those are two short films by Ugandans. Um, uh, Kemi Ondo's movie had been... Jesus Christ, like, it had a hype train for a long time. Months. (laughs) Months, months. If you're on social media at all, like, a lot of my friends, I would would, would mention it. Ugandans on Twitter or Facebook. Yes, mostly Ugandans on Twitter. Actually, the screening I went for was jam-packed with Ugandans on Twitter. (laughs) Yes, it was, it was, it was, you had spoiled it for me, Joel. Joel had told Mm. me about some bits that would be in the movie, so... A major thing that happens in the film, I knew it was coming, but I but I liked how <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was Good coming. Memories. So when it happened, I wasn't surprised. So I was mostly looking at how she chose to make it happen, okay. and I liked the beginning bits. She has humor in it, which was fun. She has a way she's presenting the ideas of race in terms of and skin since there's a huge debate on light skin and 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 yeah. darker skin melanin is is now being praised a lot she has a whole thing about her skin being light and and uh, and one of the characters reacting to it and her accent since she actually has an accent it's it really i i enjoyed those bits then there's um Michael Wawuyo is in the film. He had actually told me about this film when I interviewed him before. Mm. And it was nice to see him in the role. I know he enjoyed doing that role. Yeah. So it was <laughs> nice for me to see him do a role he actually enjoyed doing a lot. And he was really good in it. They, they have... I, I don't know how much I can say about the film without spoiling it. Whereby I also want to say that I've arranged an interview with her. 
for oh, next cool. week. That's so great. I'm actually going to get to talk to her at length about the film. Okay. But I liked it. I looked at it as a movie that's really <coughs> wants you to come out of there with a particular message. Yeah. And I think she delivers it really well. Mm-hmm. The person I went with was super duper moved, and she's not a, a cinephile. Mm. She was extremely moved by it. Yeah, and I, I, I enjoyed watching her reaction more than I enjoyed reacting to it. But that's the movie I want to highlight. Joe, mm. what have you been watching? Um, let's see what's. The, oh, yeah. Let's start with the obvious one. Mm. Um, so, Ant Man and Wasp. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which is more of like just an obligatory Marvel screening. Mm. It was a it was a cute film, like the like the first one. Uh, pretty much follows the same plot. Lot of hijinks. It's a nice break from this over the top end of the world stuff over and over again. It's just like a sweet heist movie, in between sort of harmless thing. Um, what's his name? Paul Rudd. Mm. Yeah, Paul Rudd was really awesome in the film. Um, he, yeah, him and his daughter. I really liked his daughter in the movie as well. She's a little more grown up, and she's just the cutest human being. Um, yeah, a lot of interesting, yeah, topsy turvy sci- sci-fi stuff. It's it's just okay. It's just like an in between movie. After, <laughs> after Infinity War, you can't really uh, yeah. get as much sake for that. So yeah. Did you see anything else movie. in the theater? Yes, I did. What else? Uh. I, I saw Superfly. That's interesting. <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> In Uganda. Yes, it screened like for a week. Uh, had, yeah. you, had you seen the original? No, I hadn't seen the original. I had just seen references uh, to the original in a yeah. shit ton of like other media, yeah. but oh god um just sort of wandered into this because uh, I just you know needed a space to make out, but. You know, we eventually didn't do that. We eventually like watched the movie. It was stupid, very stupid, but in like fun ways. It's very like juvenile, mm. testosterone fuel table, like this metrosexual guy had the most ridiculous haircut. Yeah, yeah. Very stupid haircut, but yeah, ridiculous fun stuff. It makes no sense. So it's like it was written by a twelve-year-old. <laughs> so it's really interesting. But yeah, I, I was was seated with like these really douchey dudes like at the top of mm. the theater mm. and were commenting on everything happening and that was making me laugh it's like <laughs> oh god this whole loyal man. <laughs> like they're really they're like so jacked up about like everything that was happening okay, so <laughs> the movie oh, really stupid I'll check it out <laughs> Tim what you been watching uh, uh, I don't know A Quiet Place have you guys seen it I've not yet seen it you've not yet seen it? it oh yeah but, yeah I tried to watch it. I'm not you tried to watch I'm, it? Yeah, I'm not in a space to, <laughs> to sit down and focus on it. And it? Yeah, it uh, uh, A Quiet Place uh, is a film uh, by John Krasinski. He stars in it with his, with his wife, uh, Emily Blunt, uh, where they play a couple in this... I don't know if it was a post-apocalyptic time. I think the world yeah, was... Yeah. Yeah, it was so. Uh, there was this. That's his real wife. That's uh, Emily Blunt. Yeah, like married in real life. Yeah. So they're basically playing a couple who have to raise their kids. One of them, I think, is can't sp- is deaf, has hearing issues. Another one uh, was ki- is killed off early in the movie, mm-hmm. and then there's a son. So they basically have to protect their kids in this world where they are, where people are, be- are being hunted by creatures that 
don't have sight but have this super hypersensitive hearing basically mm. yeah so basically the whole movie now they have to they, the whole movie there's a lot of use of sign language and because they survive by being quiet and silence and all that is told very visually and that's why actually I like it because compared I would compare this movie to I would say Get Out last year that's how it comes. And it's by, produced by Michael Bay. That's what shocked me. I was like, finally, he, got, he brought, he pushed, <laughs> he actually pushed a good one out for once. Yeah, so this film was good because, again, as I said, John Krasinski, I didn't expect him to be this good because the visual storytelling is on point. They really don't use a lot of dialogue. Mm. There are a lot of moments of danger where, like, for example, people are in pain. Like, there's this one scene where, like, I think an, an alarm has been made and now Emily Blunt is running down she actually her water has broke she's running down into the basement to give birth and then she actually steps on a nail so she has the pain of like her wound on the foot and she has to give birth being hunted by creature that's sensitive to like hearing first of all when her kid is going to cry so it had like all these really high stakes set pieces that were really just brilliant in my opinion like it's i would say it's like the the i don't know i'm not sure about this budget i don't think it was get out cheap but I think it's probably one of the better films I've seen this year. It was made on a very small budget, but I've also made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's why I compared to Get Out. Because, again, they took a chance <laughs> on an unproven director, I could say. But the mm-hmm. results were fantastic. If anyone has seen it, if anyone hasn't seen it... A lot of people it, have seen it. Yeah. Like in my movie groups, a mm-hmm. ton of people have it's seen a, it and a, really liked it. It's a very, very good yeah. mainstream it's movie. It blew me away. really... Yeah. And and because I think I used to advertise on E a lot, so I was like, ah man, this movie must be some <laughs> hype nonsense because it's, it's a celebrity couple. When I actually sat down to watch it, just the opening, the opening sequence. When you watch it, you'll see just the opening sequences. You're hooked for the rest of the movie. Have you guys seen the commuter? Yeah, Liam Neeson. You Liam really Neeson. liked the commuter. It was actually not as bad as I thought it would be, to be honest. It had, I think it was. Yeah, because yeah, nowadays I'm used to the whole Tekken vibe. Yeah. But Ooh, I've remembered what I liked about yeah. that movie. What did you like about? I liked how they were moving through time really fast. Yeah, especially in the beginning, there's where they make his, they show his commute being very yeah. repetitive. repetitive. I like how they chose to do that. Yeah, it, it was fun, but otherwise I found it just okay. No, it felt like. There are a lot of movies that I would say are like it and a better Cesso scored, uh, mm-hmm. which other one would I put? But then this one, even if it felt like a stripped down version of all those stories, I think having Liam Neeson again in that role yeah. did it very well. And he wasn't like this all powerful guy we usually see him in other movies, like mm-hmm. Taken and all that. He was a bit more vulnerable and it was good to see. Yeah. It was also, it wasn't bad viewing, I would say. Yeah. So now that defines Joel, my expectations. Have you seen Ready Player <clears throat> One yet? No, I still haven't. You haven't seen it yet. Are you watching movies? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? I'm serious because I've had no internet. Why? Why do I remember as if you guys recorded that? No, I had seen it because I saw it in the theater. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the one another thing I want to spotlight is the 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 stand-up show you saw in my movies. It's called Nanette, and it's done by a lady called Hannah Gatsby. So Hannah Gatsby is uh, a lesbian, and she in her stand-up show, she what she does is super different, and it's one of those where I remember you didn't you the way you described um, Hassan Minaj's thing. Yeah. it's one of those things where you'd say, "Oh, this is just a TED talk," because yeah. she really gets political. It's, it's very but what this chick does is really more than a TED talk mm. because she she actually has a lot of she starts by. 
having some critiques on comedy and how comedians use comedy and tell their jokes in a sort of two-act structure and they don't mm. complete the story mm. and how it's dangerous because usually they're coming from a place of a lot of pain mm. but then they don't com- they don't show the full mm. picture of everything they always stop there and then it ends I up it can affect you as a mm. person so she starts she critiques that in the middle of it then she goes into relaying how she has used critiqued um, comedy and then uses it with the uh, art mm-hmm. because she studied art she <clears throat> studied um, what type of art paintings Picasso like art history yeah, uh, and she uses cubism. it she talks about cubism mm-hmm. a lot actually and she talks about it in that light of how people like a tortured artist and everything and yeah. of course she's super duper feminist and she talks about being an angry feminist and I think she said words I really wanted to hear a lot because I liked her viewpoint on, 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 on how people view an agri feminist and how it can be a redundant thing mm. to do. It was so good. And then she finishes it by talking about how she wants to get out of comedy and then she goes into a really personal story. This is when someone would call it a TED talk affecting because first of all she's really really funny mm. she's really really clever mm. and she's really really affecting emotion and, the, and her story is so haunting and can make you cry. Mm. <laughs> that show is it happened like exactly the way I was seeing that people say like when you see this you're going to want everyone in your life to see it and that's the exact reaction <laughs> I had. I'm like, oh my god, you guys actually, need to see really this. Um, yeah. Actually, so like this I think after I, I think I saw it on your letterbox. Then like I saw after <gasps> after like a while it was it was all over the place. Everyone was. It was all yeah. it yes it blew up, it blew after up I, a lot after that. I think yeah. I even saw it before it had proper proper blown mm. up. As you know how things work. They start small, people see them, they blow up, mm. then they get the critique. Mm. Like, that's the normal <laughs> way everything goes out. That's, that's also, also her thing has, has now gone into that place where people are now trying to critique, like, is this actually comedy? Mm. But I really, really like it. I think it's, it's, I dig it. It has been the most affecting thing mm. I've seen in 2018 so far. Yeah. Joel. Oh, yeah, I watched my, what? My one stand-up for the year. Mm. I watched like one stand-up by <laughs> Who do you watch? Oh my Who God. is it? Which no, one? I'm even shocked. No, I got the Chris Rock one from her. Oh, Tambourine. So I was like, oh, just randomly have that yeah. jam. So I just sat down to watch it. It was, it was hard for me to focus at first, but I really got into it. I'm not I'm not the biggest Chris Rock fan, but but again, when he, when he got into stories about like cheating and... Mm getting divorced and all this dark shit like i like i found that part interesting and the way the audience responded to that like when he was being serious mm. and yeah what, what, what you're talking about about like co- the relationship between comedy and pain i do really i do really enjoy seeing stuff like that so for me those real moments are really interesting to me because he was being like really real but then he really really set up this foundation mm. of just funny mm. and i enjoy sort of seeing how the audience is like confused between whether they should laugh mm. exactly at what he's saying or like actually take it seriously but it should like it should like hit me he was like he's actually giving some really good mm. advice i guess like about love and about relationships and stuff like that so it's it's interesting seeing him seeing him grow as a person mm. especially if you've watched him like since those days yeah. where i was like uh New Jack City. Yeah, New Jack City. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the image I kept having yeah. in my head. That's like yeah. New Jack City, Chris Rock. So yeah, I enjoy. I also enjoy just seeing him as a human being, having like grown and progressed and like, going through all this actually, stuff. And, yeah, I was surprised yeah. that I actually enjoyed it. 
And also, nice little thing from you saying that Bob Burnham directed it at the end. I was like, Oh, how come you like Bob Banner? Because he's a weirdo. You've been watching his stuff on YouTube, eh? Yeah, just a few clips. His yeah, stuff yeah, is too yeah. weird for me. Yeah, uh-huh. but uh, going back to Tambourine, like, I actually watched it all. I watched it too, but mm. I actually didn't like it as much as I would say Chris Rock's other. Like, I've, I think I watched all these specials. Mm. Even like the older ones in 96, <laughs> I went and watched them all on YouTube. <laughs> like, yeah, and that whole thing you're saying of his growth, like I didn't like, I didn't think the jokes were as funny as say his previous specials, yeah, but true. the growth, because even a lot of the things he was complaining about, like in previous specials about his marriage, yeah. he was addressing them directly now, I think because he's divorced and everything, yeah. he was actually addressing them, so that's the thing I like the most about Tambourine. Yeah. What is your film? Uh, the next one. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go through just a few, I'm not going to go so much into them. Mm. As you said earlier, Ready Player One, I watched that. My God, this thing was CGI heavy, but it was. I enjoyed the all the pop the pop culture references, and I enjoyed the world Spielberg built. Like it wasn't, I wouldn't say it's his best work, but the world he built, <laughs> the world he built, and uh, yeah. just all the references. I'm, I'm I'm sure people have talked a lot about the Shining scene and all that. Another movie I'll talk about just briefly: Red Sparrow. Uh-huh. Well, that's uh, what's her face? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. I'm still wondering if she actually did those scenes herself or because she had, I think she has she, she, she be done was always saying she, like she doesn't do like nudity and stuff like that. Oh, Bambi, really? she, yeah. she did the nudity herself, yeah. She, beca- she became easy. <laughs> that's that, that's why I watched the movie like Bolo. It was actually there's a way they objectified her, and people say salt is bad, people say salt is a bad movie, but this one was completely. On just objectifying Jennifer Lawrence as some sort of <laughs> it's the truth. Like if you actually compare you remember salt, Angelina Jolie. Yeah. And Red Sparrow. It's mm-hmm. basically the same movie almost. Like someone mm-hmm. undercover just because this one comes from this side and is brought here. And even I expect a person like Jennifer Lawrence maybe to be in a movie where she's going to kick a, a little bit more ass and all that stuff, but it wasn't there at all in this movie. <laughs> and another one I'll mention quickly, Game Over Man. You've watched that one? No. Ridiculous. I, the guys, the guys of Workaholics, okay. the Workaholics team. Is it Ian Holmes? Other guy who's in Pitch, Pitch Perfect now and all that. They basically get together and they make a. You watch Workaholics? This yeah, yeah, yeah. They make a Workaholics movie now, basically. Okay. The same stuff, mm. no difference. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie went around because a lot of people, I think, probably, like I think our maybe our test in like comedy mm-hmm. might be a little bit you know more I don't know I would say deadpan the, the, the shows we watch we don't usually watch like laugh out loud shows yeah, but yeah. this one I watched it with people and people were dying like okay. I really couldn't get they just I don't know it's, Wait, so it's really dying, low I knew you were not and I was like I've got this movie you know these guys of workaholics yeah let's put it in we watch then well, leave the other three four uh, finally I saw Oceans 8, I didn't like oh. it a lot. Oh. I was hoping for the women to have more banter that I enjoyed. I didn't. It's not good. Yeah. I joke I watched The Boss Baby. Yeah. And all I want to say about it is that <laughs> the first 40 minutes, I was yeah. like, oh my god, Joel was right. This is a masterpiece. The movie continues and you're like, okay, no, you don't have your shit together. <laughs> I was it did yeah. have its shit together, but, like, but it was so much creative oh shit that you like the Those visuals. First minutes were yeah. mind blowing. The trailer doesn't let you know. You no, just think it's a all. stupid boss at baby. All. All. Anyway, you should I'm watch it and do a retrospective. <laughs> 
<laughs> Those first minutes are really good though. Yeah, yeah. And then I also watched Mission Impossible Fallout, which is good. You watch it, how is it? It's really, really good. It's really good. It's really good. Like the the action sequences mm. are really good. I'm sure at this point, Tom Cruise can do that stuff in his sleep. Yeah, at this point. Like, <laughs> you know, it's almost like shit. Yeah. They, 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 they're, they're doing it really well. Mm, yeah. I, I don't even need to say more. It's really yeah. good. Mm. Um, but I wanted to talk about some TV shows. Okay. First, I watched Killing Eve. Killing Eve is... Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Have you heard of it? No, I asked you. Oh, shit, you guys. Killing Eve is a show which has Sandra... Oh, no, you dudes. Did you watch Grey's Anatomy? Mm. <laughs> Any of you? Do you so know Sandra O, oh, the Asian yes. lady? Yes. So Sandra O oh is in it, and she plays the detective, and mm. she's searching for a serial killer. And the serial killer is another lady. Okay. So this is a serial killer story where they're us- they're really using the normal tropes of serial killer things like any other show you'd think of, say the Hannibals and mm. whatnot, where they're looking for that kind of serial killer. It uses those, those same tropes, but it just feels fresh as shit. Mm. It really feels fresh. And yeah, it definitely has a lot to do with that there are two main leads who mm. are women. Mm. And even they, they mention it's that Sandra constantly. Oh Sandra O oh and... I, it's an, an not okay. a very popular okay. actress who plays yeah. a serial killer, but it is so good. She plays a really menacing character that's really cool, and then they give them some sort of act together as mm. the two of them. I really dig it. It just feels super duper fresh. Yes. I like it. The one that I that I really wanted to talk about as the main one, my final one, is Succession. Mm. Because Succession is one of those shows which I would typically not like. Mm. I, I usually feel tired by full white leads mm. and men like tell you can't mm. like I'm don't I'm bored <laughs> we have seen mm. it I'm so tired like telling me about another m- male show with ego mm. like you're really boring <laughs> me mm. but this is a show I really really dig yeah. because it's being very satirical about mm. it and it's exactly. is great and I think I if you're going about to tell a story someone. about Goliath mm. make fun of him and you will have people I think that's how the show succeeds so well what mm. were you having an argument about? like I was trying to say like of course I could say there are some motives like it has that almost documentary feel like you know the, the office of those shows but I started trying to say satirical someone was saying it's no it's full. it's a straight out like I think the trend compared to like a white collar drama. Apparently for them they see it's actually dark. Me, I was finding stuff very funny. It the language, the, all that. That pers- people are like, no, this is blown drama. satire like Veep. It's not straight up drama. Yeah. It's full blown satire. But even Philip yeah. was telling me he doesn't laugh, and I was exactly by that I, because that's I why I'm putting it in because I'm going to play this for someone, and I'll be like, he said it's satire. It's really <laughs> <laughs> someone agrees with it's me. Definitely it's satire. I think it's something that splits. Like I don't know if you maybe look at it that way, but I might see it as just obnoxious rich white people being dicks. <laughs> And not really, <laughs> but looking stupid as they're being yeah. dicks, they're making fun of them yeah. by far. Great, great, I great score, yeah. that's a great opening uh-huh. theme song. Yes. Yeah, there's some shows that have those really good, good theme songs, like even I would say the one for Mad Men, those are like or oh, seven oh, Mad yeah, Men. Really the good. song also hooked <laughs> me like to the this, this show. It's the same thing with Succession. Like, I'd first shot it, Ben, I had the song, I was like, the song oh, like sounds yeah. might be interesting. <laughs> Let me watch it. Don't you? I think there's a correlation with people that that shows that have first of all good theme songs yeah. and long ones. Yeah, they really yeah. take their time on that <laughs> yeah. theme song. They take their time. Game so you should give that show a try. Okay. Look, I mentioned one series though that I watched that I got from you actually. What? The marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, oh my god! That show so is really so good. good. I actually really like that show. Have and you seen it, it Joe? 
I've seen 60 seconds of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good. No, but it's, it's yeah. really good. Like, as far as, like, the comedy scene, like, in the 60s and, like... Yeah, I've had the only feeling, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. I will definitely... It first sat in my drive for a while. Then I was like, no, I'll give this thing a chance. It was really good. <laughs> you should yeah, watch it. Yeah, I got evangelical about that one. I yeah, gave it to everyone really in my <laughs> life. It's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. Joe, what you been watching? Um, yeah, I was going to talk about the TV show, but I remember I also watched uh, Incredible Still mm. Cinema, and yeah, that was actually a really, really fun movie. Very interesting movie. Uh, mm. This one like focuses more on Elasta Girl. Which I guess has been hinted at in the trailers. Yes. Yeah, and I thought it was going to sort of devolve into this thing of like, oh no, man has to struggle to. With the kids. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, that's like a part of it, but it's like a little bigger on that. Mm. There's this whole commentary on just the whole superhero worship landscape that mm. we're in right now. It's mm. also very smart writing, very clever villain. And Elastigirl was actually a very good choice for the story. It didn't feel like. Oh, now let's just throw a lady mm. uh, because just because mm. like it actually really fit in with the story and even why they argue why the company argues that no she's a perfect person like relaunch superheroes everything's well written everything completely makes sense her, her leaving the kids behind makes sense it's just a beautifully written uh, story and yeah in many ways it's a step above the first one mm. yeah really good writing there I just remember the series I watched called Happy. What's Happy about? Happy, it's called Happy Exclamation Mark. Mm. Eh. <laughs> 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 Happy is based on a graphic novel. Sa- Sarah would probably know all the backstory to this shit, but like it's based on a graphic novel about a dude who's like an ex-corp turned into a turned into a hitman, uh, and basically he gets sort of haunted by his daughter's imaginary friend who's a bunny with wings called Happy Mm. so this cartoon bunny you you see like the most horrible violence that you've ever seen in your life this cartoon bunny like (laughs) it's like oh your daughter's in danger we need to go see (laughs) it's just like the rest of the series one long acid trip I watched it in one night actually, like 13 episodes. And in between the euphoria of like sleep deprivation, the crazy <laughs> was happening. It became really it nice. Was, yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> it was really, I'm sure I've been there. It's really stu- yeah, because it was, it was really dumb but also like really sweet and <laughs> reflective. It's like a redemption story, <laughs> but the juxtaposition between a horrible violence and a cartoon. <laughs> Rabbit constantly expanding <laughs> your face is really stupid. Um, but yeah, it's. I, I, I don't know if it's something to recommend. It's not. It's an experience. You have to find it yourself. Yeah, if you can see. Yeah, it's an experience. Yeah, I can't. It's not something you can just. Oh, just casually pop this in. And you can't do that. You can't casually pop it in and watch mm. it to demand your attention from beginning to end. I will require you to suspend so much fucking disbelief, just so much, just just to accept its ridiculous premises, and it just keeps going and going and going. 
So I have to get acid to wash my hands. Yeah, so I have to get acid. Well, acid. Oh yeah, you have to be as loose as possible. Yeah, yeah. Nice to accept what's going on because. Yeah, I really think that's important. Your mood mm. should detect what you watch. Don't just yeah. watch anything. Yeah. Ask yourself, what am I in yeah. the mood for? <laughs> the blunders that happen when you force something on yourself when you're not in the mood mm. are atrocious. Yeah. Are we in honorable yeah. mention territory or have yeah. you not made your pick? Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll do honorable, then I'll just do one movie that. So one more series I watched also recently. I watched uh, Divide of Unsolved. No, no. The, the, I think they are going to do like maybe an anthology thing, yeah. like unsolved crimes. So the first season was the mud of Biggie and Tupac. So uh. that was actually good to see. Another one I'll mention. It's a creature feature. I hadn't seen Kong Sky Island. I watched okay. it recently over this period, but like I also watched it? Rampage. Did you the like them? I prefer. Okay, I don't know. As uh, again, as you're saying, mood. Maybe I was really loose, so those things didn't hit me as hard. Like, <laughs> I went through them fairly, <laughs> especially rampage. Rampage yeah. actually was uh, it, it was a bit better, probably I would say, than Kong Sky Island because yeah, I don't know. Kong Island is not so bad. It's not so bad, mm. but then of course I could see that trying that those scenes like trying to go back to King Kong and all that, and he's king of the island. Keeps those other guys inside. Rampage was more of like all-out blockbuster. In the moment, we're going to destroy a city. There's a giant alligator, a giant I gorilla, a giant. <laughs> it was just excess. And yeah. plus, the rock is like the main guy. Is like the the gentle person in all of this. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, the other one I'll mention real quick is um, a future and stupid gesture. Yeah, I got it from you. Liked it. So, it was a nice comedy. I liked, of course, again, also a bit biographical. And very meta. It was kind of like Aitonian, biographical comedy, all that. The one I want to mention last is uh, Ansen. What? Ansen. What the hell is that? Steven Soderbergh. He got it from you. Steven Soderbergh. It's a psychological thriller. Ansen. Ansen. You haven't seen it? Ansen. Ansen, 2018. Steven Soderbergh. I really liked this movie. I think it's one of, probably the one, probably over this year, it's the one I like the most. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. You like you, it more than Annihilation? Yeah. Oh, nice. I would say. Okay. I, I like because, again, even the scale is also very small, the way it was done, because it was shot on an iPhone 7. It was? Yeah, and he showed, did everything basically for himself. So it's basically about this chick who keeps seeing a stalker. At first, she's not sure if it's an actual stalker or her own mental issues. She goes for like a, a consultation with like a doctor, and she's put against her will inside like this mental rehab center. Well, she later by gets, but she gets friends. Uh, Jay Farrow is one of them. The guy was in SNL, Juno Temple, all those people. Yeah. And you find out that like, they're basically in this rehab center. That's it's like a scheme where they make money off patients unwillingly, like they collect that claim money. Yeah. It was a very, it was well done. Yeah. It was a well done film. I respect Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. I know he's a legend. I know that. The way it was shot, the story, the whole thing. I also watched Devil's Chest. Uh, this Ugandan film, I think it won Best Feature at the UCC Film Festival last year mm-hmm. by a guy called Hassan Magay. Mm-hmm. So it's also basically, it was, I think, one of two films about Connie last mm-hmm. year. There's one we covered, I think, in one episode on the festival, Connie Order from Above by N.E.T. Steve. So this one mm-hmm. was by another guy. And one other one was more, ab- uh, Order from Above was more about, you know, Connie and his aura, you know, as a rebel leader and his spiritual revelations whatever was driving him to do what he does yeah. this was more about a woman it was more 
over how do I say it was less it was a bit ordinary a woman with her family uh, during a raid by one they come and kill her husband who's trying to defend actually is caught trying to like kill one of the rebels to protect his kids so they kill him they get the woman and the kid they take them to the camp and they are now like they even of course they, there's all that there's a very graphic rape scene the rape in this movie is very and it's uh, by Ugandan standards yeah it was, it went, I'd never seen it this bad. I know the women, because they are ripping their clothes off. There was at least frontal nudity, all that. So it was very graphic. Then okay. the main, the, <coughs> Connie gets interest in the main chick. The, the baby's husband was killed, has a daughter, and basically makes, makes her one of his wives. And it's basically just about her and the other women, okay, some, a few women inside the camp, mm-hmm. trying to find a way to escape and how they cope with all that. But it's actually a good sequel, actually, now telling their stories. And on that scale, because they had full army uniforms, the CGI, the gunshots, it was Wakaliwood style, but it was, yeah. it was respectable. Okay. You get it. It was, it was, it was a well done movie. Okay. Yeah. There was just Hassan Magee. Well, I watched Isle of Dogs. Oh, yeah, and I liked movie. Isle of Dogs. Mm-hmm. I'm Anderson. not a huge Wes Anderson fan, but I liked Isle of Dogs because it has a lot of cuteness in it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> more. You guys should do that. Mm-hmm. I watched First Reformed. It's Paul Schrader, writer of Taxi yeah, Driver. Taxi driver. Writer mm-hmm. of Last of Temptation of the mm-hmm. Dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, like. He's awesome. a film awesome. scholar, also. He's very, he writes books, very, yeah. very spiritual. Yeah. Okay. I, it's. It, this, it's like mother, yeah. in that you can't come out of it without. Without, he's that kind of guy. It's better than mother. Yeah. No, okay, he's that kind of guy. You know, he's okay. a person who be deep in sim- symbolism and all that stuff. Would probably. Yeah. Joel, your honorable mentions. Oh yeah, I have uh, two. Um, the first is uh, I finally watched what Death of Stalin. Mm. I really loved it from beginning because no, no. I didn't know what I was walking into at all. I had read nothing about it. I didn't really remember what you had said about it. Yeah. But like at first, it was jarring seeing like the whole British thing. I was like, okay, what's what's this exactly? The only thing I got was like this dry British political mm. satire. And then I was just fully on board, and it was for me fantastically done. Mm. Like uh, with and, and just the political characters, even Khrushchev, Khrushchev like, all those guys, yeah. Just everything was so well that you know, that that conniving uh, intelligence officer and the guy who was outed in the end. Yeah, yeah, it was so hilarious yeah. and dark and super real. Like when they came and found Stalin was dead, and now guys. yeah, just yeah, <laughs> that's the stuff like getting rid of papers here, then like this dude having his car puppet leader, and just the way they're trying to outdo themselves in this ridiculous, but yet like. Like the consequences were real and fucked up, <laughs> mm. but the characters were so stupid at the same time. They really dug it. What um, else? The second one I watched was uh, was Walk Hard, which I got from you, the, the Dewey Cox story. I've not yet watched That's all of seen that one. Um, what's his name again? C. Riley. Is it Paul C. Riley? What's his name? John, John, C. John C. Riley. Um, yeah, I was in a mood to watch it. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> not not a it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he actually also helped me with Kong. Yeah. Helped me with Kong. Oh, yeah, no, I was like, was, oh my god! I was like, nah, this time I, I can now go with this. Yeah, hands on best part of Kong. This movie was that movie was amazing. It's and then, now I'm going to see. It's very very stupid. <laughs> so stupid. But then once you're on board with the stupidity, and then you have this because it goes exactly where I think to God. He like goes through the entire like music revolution from like the, <laughs> like the 40s goes through like the 70s the hippie era goes to rock and roll like goes through all this stupid mm. stuff and of course meets all like the, all the, the highlight people. guys mm. and 
it's so stupid. I've always wanted to sleep. Yeah, but then it still has like a whole like arc. Like you legit feel like he has lived this whole life <laughs> and learned a lesson. <laughs> oh shit! And the songs surprisingly are actually good. They're really stupid lyrics, but they're like legit. Because you'd be going through like a horrible thing, like his wife's about to leave him with all his children. Then you like be arguing your hands, say a line as like he gets an idea for a song, and it gets like all reflective and invention. It's so stupid. But yeah. Anything else for you? No. There are Let's some see. titles from. In the ego, it's, 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 some titles. These are old. I don't really want no, to mention them. No patty cakes, uh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as in, it's not even worth it. It's not a bad movie, but I don't see the value. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why. No, I was actually going to mention Loveless, and you were never really here. But oh, did you like you were never really here? Not really. I, and I, I get, I get, I get the chick style, but maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe those kinds of movies you need to. Watch one more time. It's quite fascinating, though. It's, it's uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's very, a interesting. very interesting. Yeah. Movie. And Joaquin Phoenix is great, by the way. He's really, really great. good. Anyway, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. This has been our catch up episode after a two month hiatus. We are back. Yeah. We are back, back, back for good, for real, for real. Mm. Although you're not going to hear these boys' voices for a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, no, I had a joke told you guys I've abandoned you just for the next two episodes. <laughs> What's happening in the next? Yeah, the next? Brenda is going to be mm-hmm. in the next episode. Mm-hmm. We haven't yet. Brenda is an actress in Timothy's movie mm-hmm. Ascari, which is going to premiere soon. Mm-hmm. We haven't yet discussed what we're going to talk about. I'll chat with her tomorrow, mm-hmm. but she's going to be in the next episode. She's a movie buff, so it's going yeah. to be fun. And then after, I I hope. First of all, I'm not sure. This is not yet super confirmed, but. I hope the next week is when the the Kemi Ondo interview will be. It's going to be over Skype, and then after that, these boys will come back for whatever. I don't know what it's going to be, but <laughs> they'll be away for those two weeks. But yeah. we are back in yeah. business, and we yep. are serious. And Joel is a photographer now. <laughs> yeah. If you want to know what happens in two months, <laughs> a lot of things. Joel is a photographer now. Check out his Joel. Turgeneo photography Facebook page. Very easy to remember. Yes, check it out. It has really good portraits. Then our our website is up and running and doesn't crash anymore. Oh my god, I've suffered with that website. It goes off. It used to go off like every two days. The website is up and running. Please check it out. Cinemarentpill.com. All the episodes will be there and links to SoundCloud or iTunes if you want to subscribe. You're pointing at me like you wanted me to say something. No, I wasn't. Yes, this has been our episode on the stuff we've watched in the hiatus. I don't know what I'm going to title that episode, but it's good to be back. Feels good to be back. I missed you guys. Yeah, I'm sure. Hope you're still there by now. Yeah, fine, 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 guys. Are there? Hope you guys haven't forgotten us. Oh god, but they did forget. People would still be listening even when uh, nothing was there. They would come back to listen to us. <laughs> anyway, I'm Sharon. Timothy. Keep on the lookout for Ascari. It's coming out mm-hmm. soon. Um, and uh, bye.